Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sound of My Own Voice podcast, episode number five. I'm your host, as always, Ian Barrage, and you know, I thought today, I thought to myself, you know, I've been staying up till about 5 a.m. every night for the last four or five nights. I should rectify that tonight. I'm going to get off the computer at about 1.30. I'm going to go read a book for about an hour. Going to feel nice and sleepy. Going to get to bed by 2.30, 3 o'clock. Just try and ease my way into uh, going to bed a little bit earlier and fixing my sleep schedule. Uh, and then I remembered, oh, fuck, you know what I didn't do at all? Fucking record a podcast. I actually have notes. I have stuff planned out. I had everything ready. I even got a fucking receipt from my podcast host today saying, thank you for using us. Here's your $19 a month charge. And for whatever reason, I just didn't record it earlier today. So here we are in a position that I have come to find all too familiar, post 2 a.m. on a Tuesday, sitting in a dark, very hot, almost sauna-like room with computer monitors on, no fan on because it interrupts the audio, and just hoping that I can get a podcast done before I sweat to death. Uh, so yeah, we have some interesting topics this week, I think. Uh, it's a little more industry news-based again. Uh, mostly because not a whole lot happened uh, this week. I've been kind of uh, having a couple off weeks here. I'm actually on uh, quote-unquote vacation from my work, but if the four hours of work I did today on my vacation are any indication of how the rest of the week is going to go, I'm not really considering this vacation, I suppose. Um, but just in general, um, I've kind of just been in a, in a spot of mentally feeling a little stagnant, a little just sort of stuck in place in a rut. Um, so from a creative perspective or from like a absorbing creativity perspective, um, I haven't really done a lot uh, that I want to comment on. Uh, I do still want to talk about the Wheel of Time books at some point um, and maybe talk about the new Protest the Hero album as well. Uh, but both of those are pretty heady and I have to like sort of get my analysis glasses on and like actually think and dive deep into them um, and that'll definitely take a lot more note-taking uh, than just sort of commenting on industry news um, so that's what we're going to do this week and we have uh, sort of three topics again it made for a good uh, podcast I think last week um, so hopefully it will do so again uh, but as always if you uh, like what you hear or are liking what you've been hearing uh, please don't forget to uh, hit a little subscribe on your podcast service of choice. Hopefully we're we're on your service of choice. If you're somehow hearing this and you don't use, you know, uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or TuneIn, um, then let me know. Shoot me an email. Send me a fucking message. Do whatever you want. Let me know. Tell me what service you're on and I'll put it on there. I'm like 99% positive I could put it on any service uh, in the universe with the podcast hosts that I have. So let me know. And, uh, you know, like I said, if you like it, subscribe to the podcast. You know, put a, put a little comment on one of these guys. Go to the website. You know, say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm happy to talk to any and all uh, audience members that I might have. Um, you can also find uh, the podcast on Facebook at slash the sound of my own voice podcast, as well as Twitter at slash or rather at uh, TSOMOV podcast uh, for the Twitter handle. 
Um, so yeah, let's just uh, let's roll into this. I'm going to try and keep this one a little bit shorter, uh, mostly because it's got some repeats from last week, um, and there's not a whole lot of information to talk about on some of them, um, but I do think they're all noteworthy. I guess we'll start off with the continuation from last week's uh, topic, which is uh, just more information about the uh, mixer situation coming out, not necessarily regarding the shutdown, uh, though there are um, some through lines that can be drawn to the shutdown itself, uh, but also just in regards to the allegations of poor leadership uh, and in some cases uh, very uh, racist commenting leadership uh, within Mixer. There have been a few other notable people that have come out and uh, spoken in support of Milan for um, and against for him and against uh, the same Mixer leader that uh, Milan broke the news on in his twit longer. Um, and it's really interesting because the sort of um, implication is that uh, from some other tweets uh, and information that I've been reading is that this was like pretty widespread throughout Mixer. Like pretty much everyone didn't uh, uh, it either didn't enjoy or outright just hated slash severely disliked this person in leadership. And uh, they continuously appear to have made the exact wrong decision at the exact wrong time um, and may have also uh, done some metric manipulation uh, in order to make the service appear better to the people who were looking at these metrics, not necessarily to anyone outside of Microsoft, um, but rather just uh, basically manipulating the way that certain people saw how Mixer was uh, to make it appear better and then promptly jumped ship uh, to a different position uh, when the need suited them. Uh, it's truly baffling how uh, just like some of the stories I'm reading, it's, you know, I've had uh, some some pretty poor leadership, I think, in my day. Um, at various jobs. Uh, I, I think I can safely say that I, I held a retail position and in under a year of the seven people who were on what was considered the leadership team, only one of them still worked at the store. Uh, I think that that's very indicative of working in an environment where leadership was, um, you know, just downright awful. Uh, but I think that uh, being in a position where you know, I'm working in a retail location, which, you know, not to um, sort of scale it, but, you know, that affected me and the rest of my fellow employ retail employees, uh, you know, very uh, harshly at the time. Um, but obviously, like Mixer had, you know, thousands of people's livelihoods depending on them, um, both from a partner's perspective and inside of the business of Microsoft perspective. So I think that um, while the correlation can be drawn, I do think that this is sort of leadership fucking up on a, on a more global and a, a far grander scale. And I think that the, uh, the, like I said, there's some through lines to be made with just like poor leadership and kind of these decisions not really uh, lining up and kind of causing a little bit of a downfall. Um, I do think it's very interesting that uh, Matt Salzamendi, one of the um, co-founders of Beam, the fucking literal child, literal kid who created Beam in his fucking garage, 
um, before they sold it to Microsoft. He uh, stepped down in the fall of last year, along with the other co-founder, James Brome, I believe his name is. I think I got that right. I Feel free to fact check me. Um, but Matt Salzamendi actually just came out with an interview where basically he said, from a business perspective, I agree with what Microsoft did. Uh, he says effectively that they were uh, taking a jump and taking a risk and funding a free service that simply wasn't doing the numbers they needed for it to maintain any sort of relevance. Um, and he said from a, from, from a business perspective, he's owned a, owned a variety of startups across the years. Literally, I think the dude's like 22, 23 now, and he started his first startup in 2011 at like 13 or 14. Um, and so the dude has a very entrepreneurial mindset. There's a reason why Microsoft acquired his fucking company. Um, and he says he agrees with it from a business perspective, which, I mean, you know, when you're looking at numbers and when you're looking at, you know, just fucking data sheets, you know, there was the uh, account that came out in March or April that basically said of all the major streaming platforms, almost everyone had 100% year over year growth. I think Twitch had a little bit under 100%. YouTube gaming had a little bit over. Facebook gaming had something like 2000. It was fucking insane. Mixer had less than a 10th of a percent of growth year over year for the same time period. And this was right when COVID happened. So everyone was at home. Lots of people were watching streams. So I think numerically, um, I'd probably agree with them. The, the assessment that, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a, a good money-making venture and it clearly wasn't putting a dent into the space where they wanted it to. Um, one thing that he did still say, though, was that their FTL service, Faster Than Light, which is their low latency uh, service that they use to basically, um, anytime you streamed on Mixer and you, you said something to your chat, your chat heard it instantly or as instantly as they could. Whereas on like Twitch, there's usually between like a three to seven second delay. Uh, YouTube um, is a little bit better. It's about one second right now. And Facebook Gaming is also working on it as well. But Mixer was the only one who had like instantaneous as you could get uh, response. Um, and that was their FTL service. And that's something that they pioneered. Um, and he even made mention that, hey, you know, this was a service that it, now there's a, a market deficit for it because we created this service and... There's no one out there who can do the same thing. Um, so I think it'll be interesting to see if, um, if, if one of these other companies really tries to hone in and focus on that low latency aspect to try and maybe draw some of that um, interest in. I honestly can say, though, that like clearly that wasn't a big enough of a driver to drive uh, either viewership and or people onto the platform. So while there is a market gap there, is it really enough of something that, you know, Facebook or YouTube or Twitch wants to focus on? Because clearly, like, there weren't, you know, a, a high enough subsection of people leaving these other platforms to enjoy this FTL service uh, because, like, there just wasn't enough people on the fucking platform. Um, so I think that's really interesting. And it's it's amazing that, you know, there's still people coming out. There's still people reporting against it. Milan had a second, you know meeting with Phil Spencer and he also uh, you know had a had a big talk about um, or he posted another twit longer basically just saying that uh, he demands justice they want justice for uh, you know the, the 
heartache that this person uh, put upon a variety of different Microsoft employees, um, and they 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 want you know that person fired from from Microsoft. And you know I think you know taking into consideration the amount of firsthand accounts that we have of this person clearly abusing power and clearly. Um, making racist remarks and just doing things, um, you know, there were terminating employees for no cause. Uh, granted, we don't see the other side of any of that uh, from a, from an employee perspective specifically. Uh, the racist remarks notwithstanding, that should be a terminable offense regardless. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, you know, we'll see. You know, time will tell. I doubt we'll ever know uh, from a from a Microsoft's not going to, you know, head on pitchfork, metaphorically speaking, you know, sacrifice this person to the internet. Um, but, you know, people's LinkedIn's exist. You know, if this person just falls off the map, you can be reasonably sure that, uh, you know, they, they were let go from Microsoft. Um, but all of this streaming news uh, kind of actually rolls into the uh, second portion. These are actually going to segue real nicely. Um, the second portion of today is going to talk about um, a very prominent streamer getting banned from Twitch, which is uh, uh, Dr. Disrespect is his handle. Guy Beanham, I think, is how you pronounce his last name. Um, but Dr. Disrespect, for those of you that might not know, is a uh, former Call of Duty uh, level and map designer turned uh, esports slash streaming professional. Um, he exists entirely within his Dr. Disrespect persona on his streams. Um, he is uh, he is a character. He has totally embodied this Dr. Disrespect character, um, totally embodies this, like, I'm the best gamer mentality. He calls his fans, uh, you know, Champions Club. He talks about being the, I think it's something like, and Dr. Disrespect fans, if you're listening to this, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it's like the two-time blockbuster home video Southeast regional champion or something for some gaming thing. Like it's, it's all an act and it's, it's a great act. It's a funny act when he's, when he's doing it, you know, really well. And he's stayed in character for years and years and years now on stream and is a very devoted following. Um, he's not been without his uh, controversies in the past. Uh, most notably, he, very foolishly, and I still don't understand who could have possibly okayed this idea, uh, but filmed himself inside of a public restroom at E3 last year, uh, which caused him to be suspended for uh, two weeks, I believe, off of Twitch. Um, don't know if there was any legal action or anything. I think he was also permanently banned from E3, but E3 has probably permanently banned itself from existing since they're not happening this year. Um, and he also uh, admitted and came out on stream and, you know, owned up to the fact that he uh, had had an affair in his personal life um, and basically like stopped streaming, I think, for three, four, five months while he worked that out with his wife. Um, but now he has been banned permanently from Twitch. Don't no longer exists on Twitch. All of his emotes that were global emotes are gone. And this is coming on the heels of, obviously, what we talked about last week, which was all these gaming and streaming personalities being called out for uh, various degrees of sexual harassment. And Twitch actually ended up banning like seven or eight people permanently off the site, all for the sexual harassment stuff. However, Dr. Disrespect has no reason. Um, and realistically, like, 
you can't say that the other people have reasons because Twitch didn't come right out, I don't believe, and say, like, we banned these people because of all these allegations. But they did say, hey, we're taking action against people with allegations. All these people got banned and all these people had allegations against them. Dr. Disrespect doesn't have any of that. Dr. Disrespect was just banned from Twitch. And there have been varying reports of what happened, what do people know, kind of where this is all sitting. Um, lots of stuff from Slasher, who's a very prominent reporter in this scene uh basically saying that you know he kind of knows what's going on but it's it's too serious um the the allegations are kind of we're initially thinking that it was like some dmca thing but it turns out it's much more serious um the current prevailing conspiracy theory and why this kind of segues in nicely to what we were talking about uh is something that i i think is actually really interesting i don't know that it's actually true but it does make for a good story so let's talk about it and that is that after mixers shutdown dr disrespect ninja and shroud are going to partner with google to open up a new streaming platform with Spotify called Spotify Gaming. Uh, the web domain Spotify-Gaming.com has been registered to Spotify Brands and Spotify's main, um, main like corporate account um, in Germany, I believe, is where they're based out of. And uh, the timing, you know, very nice timing also kind of explains, you know, uh, why Mixer and Stroud have been a little noncommittal on, you know, where they'll be streaming from now on. Um, but the reason that the ban happened, right? So normally this would be all fine and well, but people are saying that the reason that the ban happened is effectively that Dr. Disrespect was trying to poach some talent from Twitch, basically say, hey, we have this new business venture, we're doing this and that, and kind of trying to get some Twitch uh, streamers on the ground floor. Uh, but one of them sort of leaked this information to Twitch. Twitch then immediately bans Dr. Disrespect and starts filing arbitration against Google and Spotify uh, because of like um, probably some sort of like fair uh, like competition law or like insider um, law or like corporate espionage. I don't know that it's like that serious or whatever. Maybe it is, honestly, if this is really what's happening. But somewhere along those lines, basically now Doc is being sued alongside or being taken into arbitration alongside Google because um, basically they were trying to siphon talent into this new streaming platform and Twitch caught wind of it. Now, you know, you might be thinking like, uh, kind of like I was, that effect, like if, if the platform had launched and it had launched with three people, Dr. Disrespect, Shroud, and Ninja, and they said, we're all in. And then, you know, two days later, 15 more streamers signed with them, you know, got out, you know, either didn't have an exclusivity contract with Twitch already or were just, you know, getting out of Mixer doing whatever, right? Like, what would it have really mattered? So I don't really know if, you know, maybe Doc was trying to poach people who already have Twitch exclusive, has Twitch exclusivity. Again, this is all just speculation. So I don't want to say anything firm in terms of speculating on the speculation as to what could happen. But like I said, it makes for a really interesting conspiracy theory. It makes for a really interesting story. And I think it makes for what could be if it, if, if it was true that these basically three top streamers at the top of their game, you know, were to move over to, uh, Mick or were to move over to uh, face Facebook uh, were to move over to Google and 
uh, Spotify's new service and if Google and Spotify were moving into the streaming world, um, you know, it would be really, really interesting to see kind of how that how that plays out. And also very interesting coming off the heels of Microsoft sort of dropping out, right? Because Microsoft has historically said now, even with, you know, Xbox, that they don't consider Sony and Nintendo their competition anymore, which to some can be kind of skewed as like we're losing to them. So now we've changed the metrics by which we're being judged. So they're no longer our competition. So we don't have to be judged on their same metrics. But really what they're saying is that like Sony and Nintendo have hardware and they have some sort of ecosystem set up. But like they go, you know, Microsoft says our competition is Apple, is Amazon, is Google, because they obviously all have these huge infrastructures, especially Amazon and Google right now. You know, they have these huge ventures, these huge, you know, big, big, big um, setups and everything. So they're trying to, you know, uh, get into uh, as many pots as possible. Right. And so Microsoft sees them as more, especially from a cloud gaming perspective and a cloud perspective as uh, competition. So even though Google owns YouTube, which is kind of like the fatal flaw in this sort of theory that like Google's partnering with Spotify to bring up a streaming service, like why would they do that? They have YouTube gaming. There's no reason to bifurcate that audience. But, you know, Google buys into Spotify's gaming service and now like Google owns Spotify's gaming service or something and then like Twitch or uh, Amazon owns Twitch. Um, so you could see how it's interesting and why, you know, Microsoft made the decision probably to go with Facebook, right? Because Facebook's a social media platform. They're not a, you know, a tech conglomerate that's quote unquote indirect competition with Microsoft. So offload all of our partners not to our competition effectively um, was probably part of the uh, sort of the understanding there. Now, there were some reports um, from people who are saying they were in the know um, that Dr. Disrespect ban was. He was like, so, uh, there was a former Twitch uh, representative, Shannon, who basically said that she knows what's happening to Dr. Disrespect. And not only is he done from Twitch, he's like done forever. Like it's game over. Doc is canceled. Like done. Game over. And um, there haven't really been any reports to suggest that. Doc himself came out, I think, yesterday and said, Twitch hasn't told me what happened, um, and I don't know what's going on. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to find out. The interesting thing there is that Twitch, as a practice, never comments on permanent bans. Uh, so Doc sort of by saying that kind of gets an out, gets to sort of feign ignorance and be like, I don't know what happened. Because he didn't say, here's a list of five things that could have happened that caused this. I don't know which one did. He was just like, I don't know. Something could have happened, I guess. So it's it's a smart business play by him um, from a PR standpoint. Uh, it kind of fucks Twitch because he knows they're not going to tell anybody why he got permanently banned. Um, and it sort of keeps that news cycle going. Um, but what's uh, interesting and what kind of leads into the next subject is uh, we talk about um, all of these uh, various personas online right now and various people um, being outed um, in sort of gaming and streaming's wave of Me Too movement. Um, as well as now Dr. Disrespect potentially, possibly, uh, having some sort of um, insidious reasoning as to why he's been banned. And, and maybe he needs to be quote-unquote canceled as well. Uh, well, over the last week, uh, a well-known YouTuber, one of my favorites and someone I've been following for a very long time on YouTube, uh, Jenna Marbles, um, actually canceled herself off of the entire YouTube platform. 
Um, and I, I, people have always has, have been saying this is canceling herself. Um, and I use it as a segue. Um, but I, I really think that's almost a misnomer when we talk about what actually happened. So, uh, b basically as, um, the internet is wont to do every time, uh, newer people who are getting, there's obviously a constant influx of people being introduced to the internet and being introduced to new people all the time right there's a, a great xkdc comic uh about basically the uh, uh there's a, he did a mathematical equation that basically says every day uh someone learns something new and there's 10 or 9999 other people so there's 10,000 total people learning the same new thing every single day so never make fun of anyone for not knowing something instead congratulate them and say hey you're one of today's lucky 10,000 people who get to learn this new thing. So there's a constant influx of people learning new things and being exposed to new content. And as there's a constant stream of people, right, there is an infinitely growing catalog of back information uh, that they can sift through. And what some people will do is they will find a person that uh, they find interesting and they will find all of their new content. And then they will sift through their back content and find something that by today's standards is not okay. Uh, and in a lot of cases, it shouldn't have been okay by uh, those standards back then either, but were. Uh, in this case, there were a couple of clips that uh, Jenna Marbles had privated long ago that were resurfacing and making their rounds. Uh, very similar to when uh, someone new is exposed to, like, for instance, uh, Tropic Thunder and the fact that Robert Downey Jr. did blackface in that movie. Everyone comes out and says, oh, my God, I can't fucking believe that Robert Downey Jr. would ever do this. How does this fucking movie exist, et cetera, et cetera. And then they are met with the litany of information that is also readily available that explains how it happened, why it happened, how Jamie Foxx expressly asked him to do this and said he was okay with him doing this. Just uh, a variety of things and reasonings as to why um, it, it, it wasn't a problem then. And even by today's standards, uh, there are plenty of people who argue that it's still not a problem due to the specific circumstances surrounding it. In Jenna Marble's case, um, she had a couple of uh, very uh, choice instances that people were bringing up. And basically, she came to a conclusion that I think um, a lot of people uh, might start coming to, and that is that um, instead of attempting to continue to put yourself out there, it might just be better to not. Um, and that's not to say that every single joke has to be uh, at someone's expense or even should be at someone's expense um, because specifically Jenner Marbles had changed her content from anything that was even remotely close to uh, what was being shown. She even fucking um, you know had changed from her old like this is what boys and girls do during uh, X activity right or think during X activity right. She was like purely like probably one of the most wholesome channels on YouTube doing consistently funny, unique, and creative content. Her I'm a 32-year-old lady fucking videos smack. They're fucking incredible. And, you know, it was clear that she wasn't the person who made those videos anymore. But in someone who has a fucking 10-year history on the platform, right, she had some stuff that 
was, you know, riding the edge of, of being offensive and funny at the time and has now fully fallen over into being offensive camp. And I think that anyone who made any sort of comedy that wasn't sort of by the book, very plain comedy, who made comedy 10 years ago probably has something from any sort of set or any sort of content um, that people can look at and go, why would whoever do that today, right? And so in her video um, where she announces that she's no longer going to be uploading to her main channel possibly forever, um, she constantly says she doesn't want to hurt anybody. She doesn't want to offend anybody. She doesn't want any of her content to make anyone upset. And she went through and privated like half of her videos. Uh, much to my chagrin, some of my favorite Jenna Marbles videos were privated. Um, a lot of those being um, the, you know, what a boy thinks during or what a girl thinks during. Uh, she privated those under the reasoning that making um, jokes regarding to gender uh, might have a undue effect or stress on someone who is questioning their gender identity, um, which I think is a perfectly valid uh, thought process to have in terms of um, when you're thinking about putting content content out in the world, who, who might this affect both positively and negatively? I, I think it certainly could have affected somebody negatively. Um, and Jenna's sort of uh, almost zero sum sort of thought process then was if I can't continue to make content and, and not have people be upset at something, then I just, I'm just going to quit making content. And I think it wasn't in the way that some people say that, where it's like, well, if I can't be offensive, then I'm just not going to make content. But it was more like a summation of, I've been on the platform for 10 years. I've been making so much content. I've been doing so many things. I've had this constant albatross around me where I'm constantly thrust into the public eye, and I'm done. I don't want people to fucking like think that something I say and, and haven't heard them. I don't want someone to, uh, you know, th there's um, several other big YouTubers right now that are uh, uh, getting fucking broiled. Um, fucking Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star, who cannot seem to fucking stay out of the news cycle, um, are also being, you know, just blasted right now for various things, but I don't, uh, particularly care for either one of them, so I didn't want to talk about them. Um, but uh, Jenna, in particular, obviously had videos with Shane and followed Shane, and she was getting just slammed. Why do you follow him? Why do you have videos with him? Look at all this shit he, he's done. And she even makes a point, like, look, I'm, just, I'm, I'm a person just like you guys are. Like, I try to make good decisions based on how, who I know as a person and what I know to be that person. And, like, if if there's new information, if there's new things, like, I, I have to react in the same way that you guys react. Like, I can't, you know, I can't be prescient of all of these things, you know, that, that are just coming to light. And honestly, I think it was a... I'm done with the limelight. I'm done fucking, you know, being a personality. I just want to exist, you know, in my house, at my home, uh, with my boyfriend and my dogs. And um, there still hasn't been any uh, sort of information on if the Jenna and Julian podcast is going to continue, if they're going to keep continuing streaming on Twitch. I think they're really just taking a step back. And what's really interesting is that three other prominent YouTubers have also now – or two others have announced one may have been joking but um someone actually uh uh posted a comment that said because again jenna marbles is like old school youtube 
Someone posted on Twitter that was like, man, I can't believe Jonah's leaving, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if Nigahiga leaves, then I'm just going to have to fucking delete my YouTube account because Nigahiga was my first sub, Jonah Marbles was my second. And Nigahiga replied and said, uh, about that. And it's like, and then um, I think Jack Septicai just tweeted today might fuck around and just not post on YouTube for a very long time. And it's like, I think we're finally coming to a point, and we saw PewDiePie do it, right? PewDiePie stepped away after ten years of content creation this this year. Stepped away for I I think an entire month from January to February. He's back making content now. But I think we're we're going to start seeing a lot of these older YouTubers who have been able to maintain relevance and been able to maintain uh, uh, an impressive platform on the YouTube platform uh, starting to really step away. And you, you started to see this a lot quicker with uh, bigger streamers, right? You see people like Ninja now or Nick Merckx or even Shroud or Tifu, Dr. Lupo. You see these people taking longer and longer extended breaks from their platform, right? Not doing these 14, 16-hour-a-day grinds every single day for two and a half months. And it, it's that was a sort of burstable microcosm of this same issue because – you know, Twitch, it was easier to burn yourself out because you were literally on every single day. You know, you're streaming every day, but maybe one or two a day. You're streaming for eight hours a day, just like a job, right? Except that it was more than a job because most people who really, really grinded it probably did it for more than eight hours a day, probably did it for six or seven days a week rather than just five. And unlike a job where, you know, you might have vacation time, right? Like if you're working a normal sort of nine to five job and you have two weeks of vacation or whatever, you can just take a vacation um, and get paid for it, right? And generally, for most jobs who have that luxury uh, of vacation time, you don't, you, you know, it's not going to impact you that greatly. Uh, whereas if one of these streamers, you know, who have, you know, maybe two to three, Two, two to three thousand subscribers or something they're making their living but it's not too too much you know if they take a week break then they might just lose half of those people like ninja took a three-day break at the height of his popularity to go to e3 to do another event and lost something like sixty thousand subscribers in those three days it's just fucking insane so we see now uh, are seeing now a similar issue where these YouTubers who have been on the platform for 9, 10, 11 years who have been putting out videos weekly, monthly, however long and have this sustained pace for this long are burned out and they're like, fuck it. Like, I don't need to make this content anymore. It's enjoyable, yes, but like, I don't need to exist in the public eye, especially if the public eye is going to be just fucking insanely critical of everything that i do right now again sometimes the public eye needs to be critical of certain things and needs to call attention to it um but i think that we're going to see a lot more very very prominent youtubers either stepping away from youtube forever and just retiring on their millions of dollars that they've already made on youtube and maybe we have a, a new wave of content creators starting right now uh, the problem is it's it's harder than ever to get monetized. It's harder than ever to get ads to run on your thing. It's harder than ever to make content on YouTube that stays monetized. So who knows? It's it's an interesting place to be where we've 
kind of seen that the rise and potentially fall of you know what is considered a a youtuber quote-unquote career there are still people, plenty of people who could start right now and probably eke out a career on youtube and, and maybe even get popular but i think the 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 halcyon days of being able to you know youtube right you know you're you could put whatever the fuck you want on here and and you know you could something could happen right uh have have been gone for a while but i think it's even more and more indicative of it now when you see these very very prominent people just saying like fuck it i'm done with the platform i'm done making videos i'm done doing this and uh i think like i said i think we'll see a lot more of them um in the near future uh but i think that's actually going to be it for me today uh this is a nice 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 set today Maybe I'll try and do this more often. Maybe I'll like alternate. I'll do like a long one, then a short one, a long one, then a short one. Um, I'd like to think that there's any sort of rhyme or reason to uh, any of what I have done. Um, but other than just talking about things that I like and listening to the sound of my own voice, um, there's not much of a plan here. So thank you for listening uh, to the sound of my own voice podcast. I'm your host, as always, Ian Barrage, and I hope you have a wonderful day.